Right, welcome back. Episode 6, Volume 2 of The Sandcrawler. We're going to do a little bit different today. We're going to talk about um, a silly experience that Daniel and I tried out for the first time. Although neither one of us is new to the trading card game, uh, and certainly neither one of us is new to the unboxing game. We were very curious about this Star Wars Signature Series line of trading cards. In effect, uh, one shot one box you're guaranteed a signature from somebody who was in star wars the question is are you going to get ewan mcgregor or are you going to get the guy who no one even us don't know about uh that they produced 25 million times we'll talk more about that in the episode um overall daniel i would say it was a pretty worthwhile experience it paid for itself but um we certainly wanted to go a little bit deeper on that and then we'll We'll do some housekeeping towards the end and talk a little bit about um, how you can win in our giveaway, uh, a 2023 Topps Star Wars Signature Series card. Before we jump into and debrief, Daniel, on the event that was the IG live stream as we opened up these boxes. Um, and by the way, had some good wa- good viewers. Uh, my wife was, she alleges, uh, very excited and on the edge of her seat. Others Maybe not so much, but again, uh, the polls were interesting. <laughs> the polls were interesting, and I would say this: walking away from it, we'll talk more about it throughout the episode. I mean, I want more. I want more. So, <laughs> but what do you think? I mean, anything you wanted to kick off before we jumped in? Love it. Yeah, just a couple of things. The IG live was really fun. I had a lot of fun doing it with you. It didn't set up exactly the way that we wanted to. We didn't get everything. I wanted to do where my IG account joined and also the Sandcrawler account joined so that selfishly we could show off my face while also doing the polls. I was not looking good that night, as our video will attest. So I'm actually kind of glad that we only had that only had one camera in action. It would have been distracting anyways, and I was moving around. So we did uh, we did two unboxings. I went then you, we did every other. I went first. Um, I wanted to do this show. We pulled Wednesday night. We we broke the boxes Wednesday night. I wanted to do. I wanted to record our show immediately after we broke our boxes so that we could do like instant reaction because I wasn't sure if our feelings about the line or the series or whatever were going to be tempered after after the passage of time. And I think that I've actually changed my mind a little bit in terms of my of the line. So you'll be interested to hear on, on it. But we had a good time. We we had a lot of fun. I would say that we got like a really good poll. We'll get into we got we got several cool, interesting polls and we have one all time poll. If you saw the video on Instagram, you already know what it was. I was going to try to put the Instagram video up on our in in the podcast recording and for our YouTube viewers, but it's it's I just am not technically savvy enough. So that was that, man. That's what that's what we did. It is we're recording on a Friday. I think the what the, the reality of what happened was we had planned that we were going to open the boxes right before our normal recording time. And then both of our packages arrived on Wednesday and we looked at them and they looked back at uh, back at us and we looked back at them and we just kind of had to open them a little bit early. Uh, so yeah, so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what happens. So um, I think like 
just to give just to give our listeners and and viewers the the the, the feel for it, these are what they look like on the screen. Uh, the their boxes and like Jeff, you had said, one you can see one encased autograph card per box. You get one box, you get one card in that box, and there might be there's probably only one autograph on that card, but there are a handful of cards that have more than one. They're chases and rares and all that. But that's the premise, Jeff, like you had said, is uh, you are guaranteed an autograph from the Star Wars universe. So do you want to get to your first poll or do you want to talk a little bit about what we're looking at in terms of odds and variants and all of that? No, I mean, we can we can wrap that up towards the end, because, I mean, I think everybody would know it's it's like it's like it's a lottery system. I mean, Daniel will probably expand on this. You're the lawyer. Uh, I mean, it's like actually technically literally a lottery in some sort of way. What I would say is, um, you know, knowing that the odds aren't great, we kind of scanned through. We'll talk about it like as far as what we were trying to predict. We thought the odds were. But before we get into all that. um, So my first poll, interestingly, was a character and Dana, we haven't even actually talked about this offline, but I'm, I want to get into it. it was TOB1, also known as Toby, uh, from the Star Wars Visions line. And this is a by animation. So, Star Wars Visions, as many of you probably know, was a series that Disney Plus came out with that was effectively a number of vignettes and animated shorts um, that were not exactly canon to Star Wars, um, but they allowed artists, and particularly those from Japan, to kind of take their own sort of anime inspired spin on a tale from Star Wars. But it, again, was was in all likelihood in no way tied to canon. There were a couple that had characters you may be aware of, but it was just sort of a fun novel um, thing that didn't affect really the story or the, the characters outcomes. It was it was more of a an artistic opportunity for those individuals to kind of show off th- their take and their spin. One was really cool. My personal favorite, the one that was heavily inspired by Kazuo Koki's art from Lone Wolf and Cub. Conversely, there was one inspired by Scott Pilgrim. This one, this character Toby, came from one that best I can tell was um, heavily inspired or at least had the motif of Mega Man. Uh, down to That's what I was going to say. Yeah, the character sort of looking like Mega Man, um, you know, the villain and his um, professor overseers resembling characters, at least in the style of that. And it was cool. It's kind of interesting. I mean, um, it was probably of all the ones in there, I think the most esoteric. It reminded me a little of like Mega Man meets Wally. Um, and and you know, does a droid or does this Pinocchio like machination achieve consciousness? Can he master the force? Can he become a Jedi? Blah blah blah. The card I pulled was this young actor by the name of Jaden Waldman who autographed it, and it comes with a picture. You know, for those of you watching on YouTube, we'll see. I was fine with this one. We'll talk about it here in a sec. I'd seen this one pulled a few times and, you know, Daniel and I have talked about, um, generally speaking, the, sorry about that folks. Sorry about that. Don't look at those emails. Sorry about that. That was confidential information. Um, I don't know how many autographs Jaden signed, and it's probably neither here nor there. I've seen this card pulled though before. So it wasn't particularly exciting for me. What was interesting, Daniel, was I'm not sure how I actually feel about Star Wars visions being included in the signature series. And I'll tell you why. Because the moment that we start including officially canon, non-canon 
<laughs> Star Wars. To me, it doesn't really feel like it's actually Star Wars. Um, you know, sure. you can say what you want, and you and I have kind of alluded to this. I'm not a fan of the sequel trilogy, and a lot of our listeners probably aren't either. Um, that said, like receiving a, even a, a signature from one of those characters, even if it's a background character or a minor character, um, would still, in my mind, be indelibly tied to the canon and or the lore of Star Wars. But I struggle a little bit with visions, not animated as a whole. Like if I got Steve Bloom as Zebarelius, I would have been elated, um, just given who he is as a voice actor. And he was the right. voice of Spike and Wolverine. But this is different. Um, I also don't know that Toby really had that many lines. Um, I, I kind of felt like he doesn't. He he, he, he doesn't. But he doesn't was, talk much. Yeah. He's like, Whoa! Cool explosions. Cool. So I, I guess what I would say is I felt maybe a little cheated not because i don't think that the character like not that i didn't instantly recognize who it was but more so that i'm not sure how i feel about including something that is like this sounds almost oxymoronic like officially non-canon if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know if you had included um an autograph of Gosh, even like the model maker or the actor that posed as Prince Shizor for like the Decipher line 30 years ago, nearly. I would of course, least, you would well, pull that. Yeah, because, well, yeah. Uh, but that would at least make it have made more sense to me because, you know, in that yeah. scenario, like it's an actual at one point it was canon. It did happen. This is like there were so many presuppositions about this thing like not impacting anything and this being this like one-off thing and even despite all of that and despite the fact that i would have given star wars visions basically like an a minus on the whole because i thought it was just a cool exercise um i still don't know that i think it's a fair sure say it's an authentic autograph card or rather it i mean it is but like to put you know what i mean like i just uh, I, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean, and I largely agree with it. I have one exception that you already know. Um, but, but I, like, I see what you're saying. Disney actually has done this a few times, but it's incredibly rare that since Disney took over Star Wars, that they have produced something that right off the bat they knew was not canon. Um, and so that's what that's the difference that we're talking about, folks. It's not it's not legends because legends were at one time part of the timeline, and now they are not. This was never meant to be part of the timeline, and they went into it knowing it. Viewers watched it knowing that. And so it, that doesn't happen a lot. It happens with, like, the kid novels. I think Galaxy of Heroes has a few that aren't actually technically canon in the timeline. Maybe one or two other productions that Disney puts together. But by and large, they mean for what they produce to be considered canon. So I hear you on that. The, the one exception, of course, is for me is F from Village Bride. And you had made this comment on Instagram Live that I like that I like that uh, that short from Visions better than you do. And that is true. But the reason I actually I wouldn't go so far as to say simp. But the reason that I really like that one and want that card is because my daughter, it's my daughter's favorite. And she was constantly asking me like, oh, daddy, can we watch my favorite Jedi? Can we watch my favorite Jedi? So the Karen Fukuhara who plays F in that in that short. Um, has has a signed card. I would like to get it, but I I 100% agree with you that it I it doesn't feel like it would be a Star Wars card in my hand. It feels like it would be a cool signature of a voice uh, uh, actor in my hand from something that my daughter likes. It wouldn't it, it it's not real Star Wars. So right. I hear you. 
I hear you. And and to boot on yours, this isn't the this isn't the literal actual card you pulled. This is a kind of like a stock image. But I do believe that in terms of rarity, that this is the this is the same card that you pulled. Like this is the this is the base standard. standard. Yeah. Yeah. Base refractor. We'll call it base refractor. So, um, you know, it wasn't going to be the. My close on that is just to say, man, like I think part of how I judge a little bit of this from a financial perspective is, you know, these boxes go from anywhere from 50 to 75 a piece, depending on the retailer, the, the time you buy them. But the question I always have is like, if I baked in the cost of buying a ticket to like a convention, the sweat equity of like <laughs> driving there and like whatever, and then anything I had to spend to go buy some kind of memorabilia in addition to the actual autograph session and the admission of the ticket to the con does it offset. And even in this scenario, I would say I still feel like it's a quote unquote fair deal, if that makes yep. sense. Um, so I, even though I was like not particularly excited about the poll, it doesn't this was it was still recognizable enough to me to be worth it for that sure. yeah i hear you on that and this is the kind of justification that people are going to have to have and this is the kind of like mentality that you have to have when you approach something like this because these are expensive you don't know what you're going to get and by and large if you look at the roster we'll get into that in just a minute when we talk about the next card that uh, that i pulled uh but but you you have to go into it understanding you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed in what you got and it's a risk that you're going to take and you're 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 kind of looking for that that feeling that rush of of winning something so the lottery the lottery feeling so jeff our next the the, the next poll that we had which was my the first poll that i had uh was fixer and it was fixer from uh, actor is named skylar bible and he acted in the book of Boba Fett. You can see this is the literal card that I pulled. I, I this is these are pictures from my phone um, for YouTube viewers. And you can see in the upper right hand corner that this is card one of ten. You can also see a reflection of my phone because these refra- it's actually the refractor is doing that. It's not the card case because you can see when it's flipped over, you can't see my phone reflection. So it's just a very reflective card itself. The Cool thing about Fixer is this was a an homage and a direct reference to a deleted scene from A New Hope. Fixer is one pair, one one half of the pair with Cami, who Luke wanted to go hang out with at Toshi Station uh, to get some power converters. The scene actually exists. It was filmed. It's probably on a couple of different releases of the Star Wars movies trilogy, probably with the Blu-ray. You can definitely find it even on YouTube for free. Um, they don't have a whole lot of lines, but they pulled in some actors to kind of do that. Dave Filoni does that a lot. It's a cool Easter egg. This pull itself is uh, somewhat rare, I would say. Like, it's a 1 in 30 chance to pull an orange card. So it's it's orange on, like, your Toby that had, like, the blue. This is orange, and there's only 10 of them that have the orange background, and so it's it's a little bit more rare to pull. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like it was cool I, for me. I think a lot of people have probably heard this on, on one of our uh, posts or anything, but again, the podcast is our main forum. 
there are about 140 signers. There are about 140 people who signed any number of autographs on like essentially really like a sticker sheet. You can see it right here for YouTube. And these stickers peel off and then they're placed right back onto a card that's printed out. And so they've printed 10 of these cards. They went to Skylar Bible and they took 10 of his signatures from a page that maybe had 50 of them on it, something like that. He put low effort into the signature, which is annoying. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, and then and then and then Tops got it back and then they pasted it on and then they slapped it and it's got like the magnetic strip and all of that stuff to sit to to maintain its authenticity. Um of those 140 signers, I have told you, Jeff, that there were like 70 of them that I was cool with. I was like, there are there are half of I would be pleased. R- r- rarity be damned on this. I could get a base signature. And if it was from one of these 70 signers, I'd be good with it. Like, I'd be happy. I would say that that's money well spent to have the experience of the break and then also have something at the end of it. Um, Fixer wasn't on that list of 70. Skylar Bible, I'm sorry, you did not make that list. I think there was a little bit of a boost with this being one of 10. Not not only is there are, are there only 10 of them, but this is actually numbered one of the 10. Like others will actually say, you know, three, four or five, whatever. So I didn't have a whole lot more on on this one. Jeff, was there anything that you wanted to mention about Fixer, either as a card or a character? I thought it was cool that you pulled a one of 10. I mean, even if it's just like a literal the zero one out of 10, the numbered one. Like I thought that was that's a cool thing. Um, my only gripe on this one actually is just like his signature is kind of lame. Sorry, Skylar, but like, yeah, it's, it's one of those like just it's like a pen stroke. Um, and so I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's cool. Nonetheless, um, again, I think in aggregate, some of these things, even from like minor characters, when you start to combine them, like it makes for a nice collection. So I even think about it in the context of just like, as building the collection, you're collecting a lot of just cool memorabilia of Star Wars, even if it's not anything big. And, and like you said, the the fixer tie back to that deleted scene in A New Hope is for the hardcore fan. Um, <laughs> that was pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, one one more quick thing. What was interesting? I remember that episode in Book of Boba Fett, and I. Folks, I don't really read the comics a whole lot of Star Wars. I read I read a lot of the older comics, but the recent stuff that's considered canon, I've I've very only dipped my toes into. And in this episode of Book of Boba Fett, I saw Cami and Fixer there in it in early on. And then after I texted you, but it was the same episode that Black Kersantan made his debut. And so you were like, I don't really care about Cami and Fixer right now. Black Kersantan showed up. And I know that you've probably like com- see change uh completely now favor the fixer reference over kersantan um given the 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 whole of the quality of book of boba fett but uh but it's just funny at the time and and to your point um on the signature piece which i did want to get to there are a handful of signatures that i've seen um in other people breaking on breaking live on YouTube and all of that stuff, there are a handful of signatures that are absolutely atrocious. The guy who plays Mayor Mokshayaz or Mayor McCheese, as we um, colloquially refer to him or lovingly refer to him, he he has like two humps. That's bad. The there is a Twi'lek server who is just like an extra. She doesn't even have a name. And it's like she's she's a waitress at that bar that gets blown up in Book of Boba Fett. And hers is like her initials 
done terribly. And what's frustrating about it is you're not Harrison Ford. You're not Ewan McGregor. I don't need to see like an HF or a, a EW or, or um, EM, um, whatever. I understand if you're an A-lister, you need to get through those autographs fast. You probably have to churn out a thousand of them a day, something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But you're, you're Skyler Bible. You're Skyler Bible. You, pay, you, you played Fixer yeah. for four seconds. You... You, Skylar Bible, are not interesting. As much as I hate all the cameos in in new Star Wars, not not we're not going to get into this episode. As much as I hate those cameos, you aren't a Skylar Bible cameo. You're a Star Wars character cameo. Give it like people are people paid. I'm not going to say. I mean, you already you already listed the price. We paid on the higher end of that for these. Let's just say uh, to get each one of them. Put in some effort. My God, man. But but Skylar Bible, if you're listening, you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> if you want to defend your signature and you want to hear two people completely do a 180 and gush all over you and be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, come on our show. Speaking of which, Tate Fletcher, who plays the, the there's no there's no spoilers here on this episode, but Tate Fletcher, who plays the actual body actor for uh paz Vizla, the heavy infantry liked my comment on uh on on his instagram page where i asked if he would come on the show i was like you're so awesome uh my only my only regret about how awesome you are is that you're too big for our show now and he he liked that comment i'm gonna pester him until he comes on so which is I never think, yeah but who knows we can believe all right well, let's go to the next card because yep let's this do it one, this one is not bad um I pulled David Accord, Accord. Same thing applies to you, Mr. David. If you would like to come on the show, um, we'd love to have you. You're probably too big. So Two Tubes was a character this, that I pulled, Edrio Two Tubes, um, originally shown to fans in Rogue One as one of, um, I don't know how to describe them, effectively like a partisan group. He he worked for um, Forrest Whitaker's character. And why is that name escaping me right now? Um, why can't I think of his name? You know, I was trying to think of it. You know, I was trying to think of it earlier, and it was it was totally out of out of my mind. He it was like in Bad Batch. It was um, this is like we're losing so much cred right now. But I literally <laughs> I, I don't know why his name is escaping me. He's like screaming. Oh, right it's uh oh my god, it's uh, Saw Gerrera, folks. Saw I'm really really sorry about that. It. I, cu- I can't believe why we couldn't think of that off top. Like it happens and it's the pressure of when you're recording something that you're like, okay, the spotlight's on whatever it's, it's you guys, you guys, it's Sagarera. He's from the planet Onderon. We know, we, we, we know of him very well. We know of his no. exploits. He's in bad batch. He's in, he's in a lot of them. He's in, he's in rebels. He's in, we, we know, we know, we know who he is. Go ahead though. We, we know. Okay. And if you want to come on our show and argue with Daniel and I, we'll lay it down. All right, man. No, but two, two tubes was cool. So he was um, a new species, also a Tognath that was introduced in rogue one as one of Sagarera's sort of like quasi partisan fighters. Um, that's his his allegiance or whatever. Apparently, he does appear and he knows like Han Solo um, from some of the comics as well. Um, and so he's become one of those background characters that people kind of fell in love with. I don't really know how best to describe what he looks like. Very reminiscent of like almost Plo Koon. Like he's an organic looking alien that's humanoid, but basically utilizes like a breathing apparatus of sorts. 
Um, a cool character, though. Like how many very, how many tubes does he have? How many tubes does he have in that breathing five, apparatus? He's got five tubes. Um, no, oh, okay. But, <laughs> Aptly no, named. There were two. There were two two tubes. So that's the thing. There there was brothers. There was Edrio, who's one of them, and then Benthic, who's the other one. Um, and they're both Tognas. And so this one is the Edrio two tubes, not the not the other one, Benthic. So th- there's a little I like bit you're of like Bethic, I, I, I know Bethic two tubes, but Saw Guerrero was a was a hard pull for us to remember. Well, I think it's <laughs> I, I I like Edrio more because he has the Rebel Flight apparatus thing, like the breathing yeah. apparatus in the chest, which is cool. Um, but yeah, no, he was one of the first like big sort of background newly introduced characters um they came into rogue one um i've seen a lot of people in the the collectible community like you know, create figures of him he's a very cool character and again like to those who are moderately familiar with sort of the world of star wars or a, a moderate fan certainly to those like hardcore fans you would absolutely recognize this character so i thought that was cool like i was i was not disappointed i like this one too because it came on the the variant um border so this one looks like as you can see on the screen more of like a traditional um trading card it has a border versus like a a really heavy graphic design on the back like the prior card daniel showed um, yeah and, this and is called the this is called the series b it was supposed to be a throwback to the return of the jedi uh tops cards back in so the I day thought it, i thought it was cool um i think i've seen two tubes pulled before i wasn't sure as a first yep. pull i would have been actually pretty excited with this i think you know like anybody pulling cards you get excited because you're like oh well maybe there's still a chance on this next one am i going to get mark handle like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's okay so in retrospect again between two tubes and toby i felt like my pulls were relative to my expectations c c minus but okay. i will say um to me experientially that was the fun part um and at the end of the day like look we were joking and I've used this analogy very incorrectly before. Like we were comparing it to scratchers tickets and that's not fair because at the end of the day, even after basically 130 bucks or whatever, I still walked away with two cool autographed and sealed pieces of star Wars memorabilia. Albeit one of them is very, very, very niche, but two tubes will appear in more things has appeared in more things. As I mentioned before, has like appeared in some of the books and the, the graphic novels. So you know, I'm not trying to position this as like I pulled his rookie card. Uh, this right. is going to be more if like <laughs> I'm investing in his his rise, but it is cool. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. Again, and I, I'd also tell you too, like very uh, topical to what we just talked about a moment ago. He did a nice job with his signature, so it looks like actually really right. cool. And I think the actually, it looks like my signature. It looks yeah. like how I sign things. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, I don't know. What did you think about this poll? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good pull. It's I think you you hit it right on. This would be a cool first pull because this would be a very good first pull and uh, something to be pleased with. And uh, you would be like, okay, this is like a good appetizer, and let me get that main let me get that main course. But this was this is, you know pretty satisfactory. I think it's cool that you got the Series B. I agree with you that in general the Series B ones are cooler. Series A is supposed to be just a cutout of the person's bust basically and series b gives you a little bit better of a background there you'll see you'll see with our next card which i'm going to tease a little bit um there's a there's a topic i want to get to before our, our last card which was a 
really awesome pull. But I, I like this one, um, and I think you should be happy with it. Uh, and I think that this character will probably grow as we continue to get content, especially with Andor Season 2 coming out. The one other thing that I wanted to comment before we move to before we move on from this guy is I don't know what the case is, but I do know that for card collectors that are hard into the game and autograph collectors that are hard into the autograph game, if you have a first time signer or if this is like a first release, the first time someone signed something, that's a that's actually noteworthy and people will go for that even if it's a base set. I don't know that Edrio Two Tubes is a first-time signer, but I have to imagine that Jake Waldman, who signed Toby, hasn't signed a whole lot before. <laughs> I don't think he's doing a whole lot right now. So um, I think that'd be, uh, in terms of like first signing, that's a cool thing. So um, our next poll was real good. And I want to, I was going to do my Instagram video, I was going to show the actual the actual video recording of of me pulling it live, uh, but technology is just not working out, and it's probably unfair for our podcast people, although the volume probably would have worked for it as well. Um, this card, and I want to get into a little bit about the line and if you're excited and if you want to do this again or whatnot. This card, if we did not pull it, I think that we would have been complaining about this effort that we put in. And I think we would have been done with buying. I don't know about you, uh, totally. but we would have been 100%. done with getting signature series, right? Like if I had pulled because I look at it and I might still be done. I, I didn't tell you this. I've actually kind of changed my tune a little bit. I might be done. Folks, the next the, the card that we're going to show. I know, maybe done. not. Let me let me explain why that might be the case. And then you're probably right. But let me explain why it might be the case. OK, Um. I said this on our live when I did it, that I have watched probably between 300 and 400 openings or what, 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 you know, the lingo is, is a break. That's what they call it. If you're in the game, um, you break open the box. So it's called a break. Uh, I have probably, I had at the time of pulling this card, I had watched probably 300. You can get through them really quick on YouTube. They open them by, by the case. So they have 20 boxes, uh, there's a couple of different accounts that are doing them as uh, raffles and stuff like that. So they get through 20 cases in like 12 minutes. And so it's not like a huge waste of time. And I skip anyways, whatever. Um, basically, the point being to that is I had seen about 300 leading into this poll. And since I pulled this card, I have watched about 200 more breaks for roughly about 500. I have not seen from a character standpoint I have still not seen a cooler signer. I still have not seen a cooler signer. I have seen more, I have seen cards that if you look at the odds on the back of the box are much rarer to pull in terms of, in terms of like the rarity of the card itself it has nothing to do with the signer. Them. It has nothing to do with the signatory. Um, but man, oh man. This card might cost us some money because we're going <laughs> to it's keeping it's keeping the train rolling. And not only that, like I looked at this. OK, so in the 200 breaks that I have seen that I saw since I got this one, which I had just mentioned, right? Um, there were seven that I thought I'd be happy with getting and there were zero 
that I thought were cooler. There were a couple that I was like, this is maybe as cool. There were, um, there was a, there was another rare one, like a, like a, a pressing plate pull. So like the actual pressing plate that was used to, to make the cards. I saw, I've seen two of those pulled now. Um, one for Luminara Unduli from Clone Wars and then one from uh, the voice of Princess Leia from Rebels. And those are really cool looking. But in terms of, again, signatories, haven't seen anything cooler. And my concern is that when I watch those breaks, and again, I'm sorry, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. But when I when I watch those breaks, I'm like, oh, my God, it's that extra from The Last Jedi. Oh, my God, it's a bartender. Oh, my God, it's like the 18th Kersantan. Oh, my. Like, I kept thinking, man. I'm going to I'm going to buy two more. It's almost the it's like the cost of a hot toys on sale. And I'm going to get just like the worst stuff because I've already spent all of my luck. So, folks, here here we go here. I pulled. I pulled this guy. I pulled Wicket W. Warwick Warwick Davis at playing Wicket from Return of the Jedi on a on the series b so the alternate card and then even within the alternate level it is eight of 25 so like i had said in the before i have not seen any cooler signatory than wicket warwick i saw steve bloom which i thought was cool or steve blum i'm not sure how you pronounce it you'll correct me i'm sure um i have seen i have i saw tim rose who played admiral akbar I've seen um, a, a handful. I, I saw S- uh, Sam Witwer doing the voice of Maul. I don't think any of them are cooler than Warwick Davis. I've seen. I saw. There's been a lot of Carolyn Blackinson, Blackinson as as the original Mon Mothma from Return of the Jedi. I still think that I, this is super common. Like I've I've seen I've seen her pulled like ten times. I have not seen anyone pull a wicket, and I have not seen – or a Warwick Davis, for that matter. And I have not seen anyone pull any actor that's any cooler than that either, which is why I'm actually afraid of buying more. So let me turn it over to you. I've been talking a lot. No, no. Uh, I would agree. You're not done. No one's ever done in the card game. It's just a matter of like how long it takes for you to get back into cards, and then you'll leave and you'll come back. I've lived it my whole life dude uh, and there was a stretch there for um 20 almost 25 years that i was like i'm not doing cards ever again i'm not in it i don't want to be in it it's too intense it's too stupid in my own mind and like i convinced myself that they're just paper but it always comes back and i told you that analogy from kill bill where at the end of the second part of or at the end of kill bill part two like he shoots her with the truth serum and uh the bride he's like did you really think in your heart of hearts that like you could escape who you really were and she was like no and that's me and cards dude that is me and cards um cards ruin friendships cards are ridiculous and it's a game of just perpetual gambling um and know it so you're not done and i'm not done and i've just accepted that now onto the card itself (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is easily the coolest. And I will say one thing is like, yes, the picture of Wicket's really cool. It's on a green hollow, which isn't fitting with the indoor theme. Warwick Davis is like a pretty famous actor and has done some pretty iconic roles, whether it's like Willow or Leprechaun. Um, I think like we we talked about this the other day. <clears throat> I would stand by, I would actually die on this hill that probably until very recently 
I would say until the, the, the new trilogy came out with Disney. Um, Wicket would... It, Wicked was a Star Wars A-lister, and I would actually have gone so far as to say that even during the period of the 90s in particular, definitely pre-prequel trilogy, Wicked would have been like a marquee top... He might have even been a top 10 Star Wars character. He is like the Ewok. Mm. We talked about like from a collectability perspective. They, they made a cartoon show about him in 1985. They had two spinoff specials about him. Um, the Ewok Adventures with Sindel Tawani. Um, so, like, he actually has... There is an unpublished... I learned this. This is interesting. There's an unpublished documentary about Warwick Davis playing the role of Wicket. Uh, and he, it was just, like, him... I think it was just him walking around with a camera, but it is unpublished. So, sorry, go back. Back to you. No, so it's, no I was going to say, so, I mean, to me, the Wicket pull is awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going back to my days of Star Wars Insider in the 90s and, like, thinking there was always wicked stuff right up there with the droids luke han leia vader stormtrooper chewbacca lando maybe um but yeah no it, it, it's a it's an awesome poll it also helps that it was somewhat limited in this particular iteration um so i, I don't know man like i i agree i don't i know the odds are heavily stacked against us but that's the fun of it um i also just think like Again, good signature here. Cool character. I mean, we could expound on Wicket probably for a while. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, to me, I would honestly tell you, like, when people think of Ewoks, he's marquee. He's on all the posters. I mean, it, it's 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 a really good pool. And not to mention Warwick Davis is a pretty iconic yeah. person in this community. So, and, and just in, in general. So, yeah, I, I agree. You're not going to probably do better. You did probably use up all your luck uh warwick davis if you want to come on the show uh we're offering it to these people with our seven listeners but yeah um i don't know man i i agree like i don't think you're gonna do much better than this if i do better i will be incredibly happy let me put it that way like if i do there are maybe of i we talked about this there's 140 signers there's maybe and Mark Hamill didn't do this series, just so you know. Not not everybody does it every every time, whatever. Um, oddly, Kenny Baker is in this line. I think they collect signatures sometimes right. years in advance, because um, Kenny Baker, you know, may he may he rest in peace, is no longer with us, so he couldn't have possibly signed recently. Um, I, there are probably six. Signatures. I actually tried to do the math. We speculate that there might be close to 30,000 cards in this entire series. Like every single card that was produced for the 2023 top series, uh, signature series, whatever. Uh, there's probably, there's maybe, we speculate. We know nothing about this, folks. We know nothing about this. But we were like, eh, there's probably like 30,000 based on how many cards there are, based on some of the odds of getting some cards. If you do like a, if there's two cards total and the odds of getting one of them are one in 14,000, there's probably you know, double that, whatever. Um, there's maybe like a hundred cards, a couple hundred cards that exist that I think would be cooler than this one for me personally. Like oh, five, even, six signers, even, maybe. Maybe. I mean, even even true Hollywood A-list people, like I was thinking about this, like, would you rather have a Wicket autograph or a Natalie Portman one? And I was like, Wicket. And I was like, well, would you rather have Wedge or Wicket? And I was like, Wicket. And I, I, I'm serious. I was taking like- that's, that's hard. That's true. 
Like, no, like when it comes like, to Wedge, I agree with you 100 percent. And I actually from a Star Wars perspective, like Natalie Portman's a bigger pull. Right. But she's mighty Thor. She's she's like an actress within her own rights. If you removed Star Wars from Natalie Portman's resume, you're probably actually improving the score of her resume. <laughs> but even so, like, I just wouldn't I, I wouldn't I, I really I mean, I wouldn't be as excited as exactly. I exactly. That's what I'm saying is like yeah. in terms of influence to Star Wars and then excitement as a Star Wars as a Star Wars piece of memorabilia, you're probably right. No, I mean, like, even, it would have to be, like, the only polls that are better than Wicked, in my opinion, aside from the three mains, like, got Luke, Han, Leia, the droids, Vader, uh, and the Vader would only, I would actually be, I mean, and again, rest in peace, I would rather have Wicked than David Prowse, and I wouldn't rather have yeah. Wicked than James Earl Jones. Um Oh, I would rather have Palpatine, maybe. But my point is, like, I mean, Wicked is a substantial part of the series. He was yeah. a substantial part of the lore. He has a lot of screen time. Um, I mean, he was in many ways kind of like the rookie star of Return of the Jedi. So, yes, I mean, we don't need to expound on him forever. But other than to say, I, I we got really this was an awesome poll. Like, this was an awesome poll. I, I I still am in a little bit of disbelief. And I think that we had said this. It would be it's so much cooler to have pulled it from a from from a random break than if we had gone to convention and been like, hey, there's Warwick Davis. Let's wait in line for three hours, talk to him for 30 seconds as he kindly thanks us for our or thanks us for our kind words that he's heard a bazillion times before and uh signs it maybe gets in for a selfie and then moves on it it's cool but it's expected and you know that that's happening because that's what you've scheduled it's the unscheduled stuff that's uh the unplanned stuff that that's that's more exciting to me the 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 unknown um so when you have a sealed box of of you know of, of one of these cards it is worth you know 70 bucks ish um the second you open it you can either it either goes way down or goes up uh and I'm, you know, we'll never sell this. I hope you don't sell it when I send it to you, but so, okay. So, okay. Okay. So I'm going to send it to you. Cause I know you, you like the character yeah. more than I do. No. There's, I have, I have one condition. I have one condition to send it to you. Okay. I have two conditions, two conditions to send it to you. So are you ready to hear my three conditions? All right, go. <laughs> Condition number one, inevitably when you buy more of these boxes to break, if you break an F, Karen Fukuhara, you got to send it to me. Condition number one. Okay, okay. deal. Condition number, condition number two. Condition number two. You have to find a good place to display it. This is not, this can't be going in a drawer somewhere. You, you gotta, know where I'm going to display it. But it so I'm wondering about that. You've been, you've been toying with this. I actually think that this, I wanted to put this as a, like a, as a very specific condition, but I wasn't sure if I was infringing. Like this would look really good on your indoor shelf um, with, with your wicked hot toys. I think this is cool enough. I think it rises to that level of maybe, I don't know if you want to keep it very purely figures, I get it. Um, but it needs to be prominently displayed somewhere in, in your well catered gallery. Sounds good. Condition three as well. Condition three as well. <laughs> the one that I know you're not going to be able to meet. <laughs> I'm still going to send you the card, but I know you're not going to be able to do it. Um, again, folks, we had told this before. Like, if we had not pulled this card, we'd probably be done. Um, with with signature series, not with cards in general. 
Um, you can't let this be like, oh, God, that wicket looks really good. Now I need to buy that $8,000 Han Solo to go right next to it. And then when your <laughs> Han Solo looks really good, you can't be buying a Mark Hamill to go with it. And then that Mark Hamill looks so good in this costume, but he actually looks better in his other costume. So you need to get a second Mark Hamill autograph. You cannot go down a rabbit hole. You, That's the third condition. You <laughs> let me. <laughs> uh, folks, that domino has already fallen like just like i didn't tell you this before but actually let me send you the tracking on the on the two extra on the two more boxes that i've already ordered that's fine i'll accept all your conditions because you're not going to send me the card it's yours you pulled it you keep it i lost i nearly lost a best friend in middle school over star wars cards and specifically around ownership and pulling and just I I cannot pick up the proverbial lightsaber of that all over again. Even Anderson, I stole a card from him. Like I I cannot be around cards that were once in other people's possession. Like it is not. Don't don't put me in this position. It's there's there's something about cards, man. I think for me, not to go like do like this exposition about my history and cards but at a very high level what i would just tell you is like i can remember very specifically my first cards which were the marvel universe impel 1990 set which was like the first time they created marvel cards i was in kindergarten and uh you know i started uh, there was something about just pulling those and staring for hours at the artwork and then like the fixation of going to the store, going to the, the time of the grocery store or the card store, especially if this is like the early 90s. Yeah. I just, there's something about it that clicks with my personality that I tr- I told you at the beginning, like I, I swore it off. I started getting back into buying stuff that was graded on, de- on from Decipher. And the reason I did that was because that's a line that literally like no one is interested in, except for a very specific like zenial demographic of people that were like, alive for that four-year stretch and it's niche it's niche. but all that to say you're not sending me the card that's number one um and number two i'm already ahead of you because i sent you a bunch of cards yesterday uh well then what the hell because that's just how it works that's that's the game but yeah man (laughs) i don't know i would say just in general like i would have all kidding aside the the signature series stuff, you are right. I don't think we're going to get that lucky again. The high was pretty high. It's just a different kind of high, right? Because if you're, yeah, you, you, you know, you're getting something. Um, so I don't know. Our, our card journey has just begun in many ways. Like I was telling you, I was, I'm bidding on eBay. It's like a whopping $8 right now for three packs sealed of the old Star Wars premiere from Decipher in 95. And is the likelihood that I'm going to – interestingly about rarity and odds, because I'm going to kick it over to you to talk about it here in a second. But what I had read was, in some respects, the way they cut those old card sheets was like, the chance of me just pulling a standard Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader was like – I don't remember the one out of what. But I can tell you, like, pulling an, a defined ultra rare in some of those old Star Wars Decipher cards – was like a 0.01% chance that yeah, she yeah. would be in any given pack. So, like, to me, and that was, again, going back anecdotally to, like, my experience growing up, like, 
to pull something like that was actually to me a bigger high honestly than even pulling wicket because like the chance right it's different it's different it's totally different yeah like the chance that it would even show up was like you're guaranteed something that's basically basically worth its own salt with this so i don't know but well, and I don't remember how many how many cards came in that pack. Maybe it was like six or seven or eight, something like that. But when they talk about odds of pulling 15. something, they talk about odds of uh, per pack. Like, what is what are the chances? And and in theory, you know, your odds should be eight times as as good or however many cards are in there because you know obviously it's each card is an individual shot at getting at getting something. So when they talk about rarity with multi card packs, which is by and large how collecting is done. Yeah, like they're talking about that. It's you're not guaranteed anything, and you could go through, and you could be, you could, you could buy a case, but you could buy a whole bunch of boxes, and you could get nothing in any of them, and actually, probably you will not. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. That uh, the, 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 the ceiling is higher, and the flow, the floor is lower on, um, on some, on some of those poles. So let's talk odds for a little bit. There's there's two things I want to talk about that's up on our um, YouTube screen right now for folks, the, the latter of which they're going to want to pay attention. Um, but the first you can see up here are kind of like the odds of pulling things. So there's design A, which is the base, and then there's design B, but then the parallels. So like the blue background, the green background, the orange background, black background, one of five. Uh, and the red is one of one. Every card has a one of one. So there is approximately 140 of these in the um, in the design A parallels. So this is just kind of gives you an idea. Here we have the light side, dark side, quad autograph. Whoops, 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 whoops. Sorry about that. Uh, we have the quad. We have the the quad autograph. You can see right here. It's like one in fourteen thousand and eighty to pull. We know based on the official roster, uh, the official the official checklist of cards, that there are two quad autos that exist. Um, and maybe there are two light side, two dark side, although I only thought it was one of each. Um, and you can tell me in just a minute. But basically, that's how we calculated how many cards we think are in the 2023 series overall is based on two quad autographs, you have a one in fourteen thousand chance, so there's two of them total. That's the math. Jeff, do you is there anything in there that I said wrong or got wrong? Do you know? Are there four total quad autos, two light side, two dark side, or is it are, one of each? No, I don't know, man. We are amateurs in the context. Yeah, we're totally of amateur. I mean, we don't know. I'm sure people eventually who will go back and listen to this because like, they're idiots. They didn't know who Sagarera was, and then they definitely don't even like understand odds from tops. But unsubscribe. Uh, unsubscribe i don't know like i think we talked about this yesterday like i think our calculations are informed enough though to be right because basing it off prior sets yeah and i mean it's interesting we also know that on this topic like and i hope i'm not jumping ahead we know that we think that these are released potentially in a certain type of order and more importantly like because it's relatively new i think these things came out like what like two and a half weeks ago like when i went to ebay and assuming that ebay is even a place that this is heavily trafficked in because this might also be like sort of the boon of just a card show in person and people aren't selling like that because of ebay fees 
I've only seen one card that was marquee from this series go up, and it was a one-of-one Cassian Andor signed by Diego Luna that had was listed at 14,000 and then was struck through and said best offer accepted. We have no context for what that was sold for, but I would just say like if Cassian's the only one that they've pulled, either people just haven't gotten around to retailers haven't sold the boxes or people aren't talking about it. And that's just a general question yeah. I have about some of this stuff is like to your point, how much of his product just will go unopened in perpetuity like not to draw it back to the decipher game but like the reason i also am just so interested in that is because that's a product that's going rapidly it's already been out of print for more than 20 years it's also got a strong like niche fan community that people are still scooping up the cards and so compounding the fact that like those cards don't exist anymore there's a finite supply the condition of those cards continues to deteriorate because people want them and are, are using them and playing with them and therefore sealed product is becoming like truly a unicorn there's something interesting about that the inverse i think is true for this because there is value in keeping these sealed and i also mm-hmm. wonder oh, look not like 70 bucks is a heavy price to pay for like a lottery ticket and you got to be it's a star a it and like yeah i wonder even from prior top signature series like how much unopened product just goes un like it's just like it's never discovered it's like perpetually hidden i don't know yeah yeah and folks and we don't we don't know this uh these other these other points either so you had mentioned diego luna as a signer harrison ford's a signer ewan mcgregor's a signer natalie portman's a signer kenny baker again may he rest in peace is a signer we we don't know how many autographs they've signed that are going to be released in this series we know that they are signers um and we know what the odds of getting something are and how they should be released but something doesn't fit right and what i mean by that is okay so we've seen a diego luna one of one um which means that it's it's a parallel so it's either the design a parallel i think it is the design a right yeah the the normal background yeah so the design a parallel red one of one is what the diego luna cassian andor is but how many signatures did diego luna sign for 2023 and we we really don't know red is one of one um black is one of five orange is one of 10 greens one of 25 and blue is one of 50 and then um the base we don't know how many base there are so we're not sure if maybe diego luna signed all of the numbered ones you know 50 blue 25 green etc etc maybe he signed a bunch of base ones and and all that maybe he only maybe those marquee signers only do the reds um we really don't know so so to be perfectly honest there could be anywhere between one and i'm gonna say like 200 diego luna signatures in this series the reason i think that it's probably a lot less is in the 500 breaks that i have seen i see a lot of overlap which leads kind of into a different point but i've seen a lot like i have seen probably 15 to 20 Kersantan poles. I've seen like 10 Mon Mothma poles. I've seen a handful of Tobies. I've seen a few two tubes. Um, I've seen more recently a lot of like the extras, t- tons of the Twi'lek uh, Major Domo played by uh, Steve Pasquesi. Um, Pasquesi. Uh, but I, like I don't know the individual. I, they are clearly signing more than Diego Luna, but I don't know what that difference is and I don't know 
how they're releasing them, and what's more. So, so take all of that. We don't know how how many of each. We don't know how how many each signer signed for whatever release. So we already don't know that. We also don't know how they are being distributed. And what I and and what I mean by that is we keep seeing commonly, like I had just said, we keep seeing common cards, Chrysanthemum, and Mon, Mon Mothma, what have you. But but is that because like the first thousand cases that they shipped out to all the distributors across the globe or across America um, had were like heavily slanted towards these signers? Did these signers get their autographs in faster? Is there some cadence to how they were released so that l later down the road we'll start seeing other cards creep up more and we'll start seeing a decrease in the chrysanthemums? All of this stuff is unknown. Like if you're listening to these questions being like, oh my God, Daniel, great question. Daniel, great question. Jeff, great question. We're waiting for the answers at the end of this episode. Uh, you're not getting them. We don't know. I think so. The the rub on this is that like Steve Pasquezzi probably can take like a sheet from Tops that was given to him like last year, and they're like, you're giving us 500 or were you giving us a thousand? He's just like, okay. And we joked about this, but like nobody's going to Harrison. Well, first of all, we know these are like pre, these are back collected. So like yeah. nobody signed this this year. They went probably, my guess is like to Harrison Ford in 2015 when the force awakens launched, we talked about this and they were like, Hey man, like we're relaunching the series probably like 10 o'clock in the morning, his agent they're having some meeting and he's sitting there and he's like, Jesus, why do I have to sign this? Like, and he just does it like 15 times and that that's all there is to it. And then yeah. Tops knows they have a bank of 15 card, 15 signatures. And so it's probably going to go on a quad auto or not. That's just what they have. Um, I do find it suspicious though, that very suspicious that we're seeing the same circulation of like cards and I don't, I don't really know. I mean, like, yeah, it's all speculation at this point. I think the frustrating part about that is, so I was going back to what we talked about earlier. So here's the inverse though. As an example, I have a autographed, I have a couple of autographed things from him, but like, let's say I pulled a, a Lando Calrissian one of one signed by Billy Williams. Okay. And mm -hmm. that card, comparing it to somebody like Diego Luna, and I'll just say like, even though Lando's a way bigger character, like just say it goes for like 500 bucks. I don't know. That's a very like conservative estimate too. Sure. We'll imagine more for a one of one. The thing is, like, I asked myself, too, is that really worth it? Because I have, like, an autographed copy of Lando number one, the Marvel series. It's, like, probably a CGC 10, if not somewhere in the nines that he autographed. And that they have put the little special autographed authentic seal on the back of the book that's really cool. And, yeah. like, I think meeting Billy Dee Williams and paying for that was, like, maybe $40. So, like, it was cheaper to do that, get my picture with him. Yeah, the whole enterprise costs about as much as one box. Sure. And so actually, that's what I'm struggling with. Is it's like we're talking about the marquee stars, but like at some point, like card rarity is is what the intrinsic value of this stuff is over the autograph. At some point, right? Like right. Diego Luna's signature, I know that they put it up for fourteen thousand and it got crossed out for best offer. And folks don't think that it was like thirteen thousand five. It, it could have yeah. it could have been like eight hundred dollars. It could have been less than eight hundred dollars. At some point, 
the intrinsic value of these cards has nothing to do with the signature, even if it's a live signature, even if it's like a real signature, and more to do with the actual rarity of the card itself, which is a weird concept. So I think the Wicket strikes an interesting balance between it being a rare card and not like a rare signature, but an interesting signature where you, you'd have to pay a little bit to get it, to do a little bit of that, but it was like a, still a good pull, but like... I, <sighs> I see. I see. Like, there's a there's a there's a fine line and a fine balance between all of this stuff, and it's <laughs> so yeah. I'm struggling like with it as well. Can I tell you what else I'm struggling with? Can I tell you what else I'm struggling with? So, if you're a, we're gonna get to this. There's no purchase necessary. You can actually win one of these cards directly from Tops because it is so similar to what like a lottery or a raffle is that to not be legally regulated as a lottery there has to be an opportunity for you to enter without any purchase being necessary. You'll see this all the time, like no purchase necessary, enter this. Like, um, this is a good one though. You have to follow these instructions exactly. So three by five card, mail, mail it on a number 10 envelope. A number 10 envelope is like just specific proportions, specific dimensions, mail it to this place um, with like your name. It says, it says like, hand print your name and complete address. I would not print it. I would hand print it. I would not have like it print out on a sticker. I would do exactly what they say and send it in and see if you guys win the card. Like it'd be really cool. But the part that I'm struggling with, if you're Canadian, to make sure that you're a real human, you have to answer this math question. Whoops, I did it again. You have to answer this math question. And like the order of operations, I know what the answer is, but people are going to be confused and send in the wrong answer because they don't realize they're going to be like 50 the, 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 for our listeners, it's 15 times eight. Uh, plus two minus 15 equals question mark <laughs> and people are gonna be like okay well let's see eight plus two is 10 let's see 15 times 10 is 150 minus 135 like no <laughs> I definitely, like, it's, I it's 100 it's 120 first you gotta do order operations right like 15 times eight is 120 then you gotta you gotta you gotta add two it's 122 it might even be divided. I can't tell. It's really hard to tell. Um, but but whatever. And then you subtract the 15. So I'm not struggling with it, but I bet a lot of people from Canada are going to get that answer wrong. And it'd be hilarious to me. Like if they sent out a letter, they would never do this. Sorry, we, we had we had the quad auto for you, but you got the math question wrong. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Right? It's 107, right? Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. 15 times 8 is um, uh, 100, 120. Minus 2, or plus, no, it's two. plus 2. It's plus 2 is, a, is 122 minus 15. Yeah, 107. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah I did it's 107. I did times in my head to make sure I was like looking at it the right way. But I can't tell if it's a plus or a division sign either. It look, it's, so, it's so similar. Um, if it was a division sign, that actually... God damn. Actually, I don't think that works. I don't think you can do that. Uh, you'd have to figure out. There's there's an order of operations, but PEMDAS. 120, PEMDAS. Divided, 120 divided by 2 would just be 60 minus 15, so it's 45, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a plus, though. I think that's a plus. Um, if, you were to, if you were to rewrite it, you would have... Oh, God, is that right? Oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have brought this up. PEMDAS. In addition, okay, folks, so this is a Star Wars podcast, uh, and in addition to not knowing anything about Star Wars, we apparently can't do math either. So, that's what it is. Yeah, 
this, but but take glean this, glean this from 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 this picture. You can enter for a chance to win, not with us. Like we're not going to send you anything that we got, uh, not in this latest poll at least. Um, but you can send something into Tops, and you will you will be entered into win um, a signature series card completely for free. I don't know how many they keep on reserve for this, but they actually they technically have to give you the same odds. And I actually so so. When they say they have to give you the same odds, I'm like, okay, so a quad auto has to be one in 14,000, which means you actually have to have a quad auto in that group, which led me to some math problems. Um, you know who we need is my buddy from uh, my old roommate from Japan, D, and his and his one of his best friends, um, Paul, who's like a math teacher. They 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 used to argue about like the Monty Hall problem where you have three doors, they show you one that isn't it, and then they take it away, and then you have to switch or decide if you want to keep the original door that you picked. And mathematically, you're actually supposed to switch because you've improved your odds, which doesn't seem right, but it's 100% true. You can fact check me. Um, we need him. We need them. We need them to solve for us. I don't know the answer here. Point being, I'm glad I'm not a, can a Canadian. I don't know what that's all about. And uh, folks, you can enter. You can get a tops card. So... Something I have to say about that, but it'd be interesting to see if like uh, the point to all of that was like, do they actually have to have fourteen thousand cards on reserve so they can keep in line with the one in fourteen thousand chance? Is it of the thirty thousand they pull a thousand of them randomly, and so technically it's just or it's they 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 pull or withhold ten percent, so technically everything's the same ratio? I don't know. I'd be interested to see though, and I want to know what the math is on that. Who knows, man? The question, the, the issue is, we know we're buying more cards. The question is, is what <laughs> what series are we buying next? What are we gonna do pulls of? Uh, so, Pokemon First Edition. <laughs> it's gotta be Star Wars. We gotta keep it Star Wars. Although I, I have pretty good luck with, I have pretty good luck with all pulls. I told you before we pulled that I have pretty good luck with with pulling cards because I pulled that Patrick Mahomes as the last card I got in a set. Of football cards like i'm pretty good that's why i got that wicket um we could try the, the what i would have to do the research that i would have to do is like let us look at the the signature roster and i really wish i don't think it exists but i really wish there was almost like a blockchain or a an online repository checklist of stuff that has been confirmed as pulled from the past series so we know what's still potential right like if all the quad autos from last year have been pulled, I'm less inclined to buy a box from last year. Yeah, that's where you know, I agree. But the, you know what's funny? At the end of the day, I don't know that I would have even really wanted the quad auto. Yeah, I would have wanted it for like the inherent rarity of it, I guess. But like, no, I'm selling I'll, it. I'll, I'll close you out on this. Like, I don't really want a John Boyega or Daisy Ridley autograph. Not as much as I want like. I'd rather have Wicket than Ray. So yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm with you. No, no, no. Yes. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why it's so hard for me to keep going because Wicket really was. I mean, I'd rather have a Harrison Ford. I'd rather have a Kenny Baker for um, not nefarious reasons, but just because he's not signing anymore. Um, Billy D. Williams for me might be a little bit cooler, right? Because I don't have one of his signatures. That might be it. That might be it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're doing much better. Rarity-wise, technically, the fixer is rarer, um, which is a weird, weird concept. 
Um, but yeah, so folks, this was our dive like into the signature series. Uh, I hope you've learned some stuff. Uh, if you have, please teach me or Jeff because we don't know about this. But do enter this this raffle. Like we're gonna send. I'm definitely sending in a card. Don't send more than one in. They'll they'll catch you because they're gonna take this information for marketing purposes. Uh, so like don't try to cheat the system. Um, but send it in. Get them in. Get them in before June seventh. Uh, this is an opportunity to act on this stuff. And I bet the odds are. I bet the odds of getting any card for free are better than getting a specific card if you paid money probably uh for it right i I don't know how many people know about this i don't know how many people know about these giveaways hey it's fine print for a reason i mean they do that intentionally and they also i mean that's not a big timeline from the time that this was released i mean this came out what like a week and a half ago needs to be Mm -hmm. postmarked by may of this year so i mean (laughs) okay there's a yeah there's a two month from release to close out of this giveaway uh and and that's significant because there's still like 2021 signature series unopened boxes that have definitely you know ship sailed on the, that year so right. yeah right. well man <laughs> so i'm never gonna break any of these again so we'll break again next week sounds good <laughs> Oh my goodness! Please listen to us. Please, 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 like subscribe to us on YouTube. Please follow us on Instagram. Uh, Search for us on YouTube. Like if you're listening to this, you're probably on YouTube or watching this. You're on YouTube, but we are like search for the Sandcrawler Podcast on YouTube. On Instagram, we are the Sandcrawler Podcast, all one word. I actually remembered. Well, no, I don't remember the password. I I reset it, so I now have it for you to kind of run the account as well. If you wanna, if you wanna drop some stuff, but. We'll be more active on on those forums. We'll try at least. Uh, but you know, Jeff. Other than that, uh, may the cards and the force be with you. And may the force be with you. Thanks for listening.